Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Hello, my listeners, and how's everyone doing this week so far? I'm doing better. Actually, this whole week, I haven't really had that much pain. Maybe it's the temperature change here in California, but it's been great for me. Um, I did go get a cortisone shot in my knee, which is something I get every three months, and that was painful this time around. But other than that, that was the only uh, doctor's visit I had. But like I said, this week is going to be a good week for me. And I hope it's going to be a good one for you. You can get out there and find some of the things that make it enjoyable for you and life in general. Before I get started, don't forget about the affiliates that I um, post on my Facebook page, which is Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. There's some real good buys on there um, of different things that you can think of. But um, I'm going to be posting a little bit more, and then I'm going to be stopping uh, posting them on my Facebook page because I know that can kind of get ignoring uh, sometimes, you know, with all this information being flooded to you. And what I'm doing in the process right now, I'm setting up a, a blog where I can put all those um those web pages of my affiliates on there, then you can just go there and look, take a look at them. And I think that's going to be a lot better for all of us. So let's get started here. Today we're going to be talking about living with chronic pain and some tips that, you know, might help you if you do any of these. But first we're going to start out with 10 of them and we'll go from there. So first we start off with no smoking and limit your alcohol use. Did you know that lifestyle changes can alleviate chronic pain? By not smoking and limiting your alcohol intake, you and your healthy you are helping your body in many ways. These two habits can make chronic pain worse. Number two, you need to reduce your stress. Stress can have a lot of negative impacts on the body. By reducing stress in your life, you can reduce muscle tension. Stress intensifies chronic pain. Number three, exercise. You may already know how good exercise is for your body. Exercising can help improve mood, sleep, and even pain. By exercising, the body releases natural endorphins, which can reduce pain. Number four is eat a healthy diet. Your diet should consist of fruits, vegetables, and protein. By eating a balanced diet, your body is able to fight off infections. Unhealthy foods do not nourish the body and can make chronic pain worse. Number five is to track your pain levels. By keeping track of your pain levels and activities every day, 
you may be able to find out what triggers your chronic pain. It is also a great way to share your pain levels with your doctor. Number six is distract yourself. Find ways to distract yourself so you can enjoy life more. This could involve reading a book, listening to music, or talking to a friend. By continuing to do the things you love, your brain will not consistently think of pain. Alright, number seven, join a support group. It can be easier to get support from others who are going through a similar situation. By sharing your symptoms and day-to-day activities, support groups can be a great way to meet others living with chronic pain. Number eight is going to be relaxation training. Relaxation training can focus the attention away from the pain, release tension in the muscles, and relieve pain. Relaxation involves concentration, deep breathing, and even medication. There are podcasts such as mine and online resources that are available to help you learn these skills. Number nine, try acupuncture or massage. Just like exercising, acupuncture and massage therapy have positive benefits for the body. Massage can help remove muscle tension and increase blood flow. Acupuncture can help relieve pain on specific points in the body. And number 10 is learn biofeedback. Biofeedback can be used to decrease chronic pain associated with migraines or tension headaches. Biofeedbacks is taught by a professional who uses special machines to help you learn to control bodily functions, such as your heart rate and muscle tension. Once this technique is mastered, it can be practiced without the use of the machine. Individuals need to go to their doctor's office initially to learn this technique. I've never heard of that. Have any of you? So let's ask you this. How do you know if you have chronic pain? And what does it feel like? Just because everyone feels pain from time to time, when you cut your finger or pull a muscle, pain is your body's way of telling you something's wrong. Once the injury heals, you stop hurting. Chronic pain is different. Your body keeps hurting weeks, months, and even years after the injury. Doctors often define chronic pain as pain that lasts for three to six months or more. Chronic pain can have real effects on your day, today, life, and your mental health. But you and your doctor can work these things out and treat it. So what makes you feel chronic pain? The feeling of pain comes from a series of messages that zip through your nervous system. When you hurt yourself, the injury turns on pain sensors in that area. They send a message in the form of an electrical signal which travels from nerve to nerve until it reaches your brain. Usually the signal stops when the cause of pain is resolved. Your body repairs the wounds on your finger and your torn muscle, but with chronic pain the nerve signals keep firing even after you've healed. So what conditions cause chronic pain? Sometimes chronic pain can begin without any obvious cause. But for many people, it starts after the injury or because of a health condition. Some of the leading causes include past injuries or surgery, back problems, migraines or other headaches, arthritis, nerve damage, infections, fibromyalgia. 
which is a condition in which people feel muscle pain throughout the broad throughout their body. And here's the symptoms. Chronic pain can range from mild to severe. It can continue day after day or come and go. The pain can feel like a dull ache, throbbing, burning, shooting, squeezing, tingling, soreness, and stiffness. Sometimes pain is just one of many symptoms, which can also include feeling very tired or wiped out, not feeling hungry, trouble sleeping, mood changes, weakness, and a lack of uh, energy. So chronic pain and your mental health, which it does affect, and I can contest to that. I already had uh, issues with mental health before this pain started from neuropathy, but it does affect that even more so than if you don't have a chronic pain, I feel. Chronic pain can interfere with your daily life, keeping you from doing things you want and need to do. It can take a toll on your self-esteem and make you feel angry, depressed, anxious, and frustrated. The link between your emotions and pain can create a cycle. When you hurt, you're more likely to feel depressed. That can make your pain even worse. The link between depression and pain is why doctors often use antidepressants as one treatment for chronic pain. These drugs can help with both the pain and the emotional strain it causes. Pain also interferes with sleep and raises your stress levels. Both a lack of sleep and more stress can make pain feel stronger. If you hurt and it doesn't seem to get better, see your primary care doctor or pain specialist. That's what I wish I would have done from the very beginning, but whatever. They can help you find relief so pain won't keep you from living your life. Some options include medicine, relaxation therapy, physical therapy, acupuncture, and lifestyle changes such as getting enough sleep and not smoking. So there's one thing that I really want to try is called dry needling and I want to really see if that works or not. Neuropic pain is often described as a shooting or burning pain. It can go away on its own but is often chronic. Sometimes it is unrelenting and severe, and sometimes it comes and goes. It often is the result of nerve damage or malfunctioning nervous system. The impact of nerve damage is a change in nerve function both at the site of the injury and areas around it. One example of neuropathic pain is called phantom limb syndrome. This rare condition occurs when an arm or leg has been removed because of illness or injury, but the brain still, still gets pain messages from the nerves that originally carried impulses from the missing limb. These nerves now misfire and cause pain. I've heard of this before. I've never met anybody that's had it, but I guess it is a real thing. And here's the causes of some neuropathic pain. Neuropathic pain often seems to have no obvious cause. But some common causes of neuropathic pain are alcoholism, amputation, chemotherapy, diabetes, facial nerve problems, HIV, multiple myeloma, multiple sclerosis, 
nerve or spinal cord compression. That's one thing I, I'm having issues with also on top of my neuropathy. Shingles, spine surgery, syphilis, thyroid problems. Neuropathy pain treatment. Anticonvulsant and antidepressant drugs are often the first line of treatment. Some neurologic pain studies suggest that the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as Aleve and Motrin may ease pain. Some people may require a strong painkiller. Be sure to discuss the pros and cons of the medicine you're taking with your doctor. When it, you know, for me, when it comes to the um, Aleve and Motrin and ibuprofen, I'm not going to tell you how much I used to take, but it was a lot in one sitting and that was just to curb the pain itself because at that time I didn't know what was going on so you know the only thing I had to use was ibuprofen and over-the-counter medicines until I you know actually found out what was wrong I started taking opiates at that time so I've been taking them since probably around 2005 or 2006 and of course, the um, medications I've been taking haven't increased at all now because the doctor won't do it, but I just live with what I can. You know, it's like six hours a day that I feel okay after taking the pills. After that, you know, I'm back to being in pain again. And in another condition, such as diabetes, is involved. Better management of that disorder may alleviate the pain. Effective management of the condition can also help prevent nerve damage. In the case that are difficult to treat, a pain specialist may use an invasive implantable device to effectively manage the pain. Electrical stimulation of the nerves involved in neuropic pain may significantly control the pain symptoms. And that's what I want to do. But every time I keep calling my doctor, this is what I want to do, he talks about something else that we can do. I, I really think if I had that placed in my back, it might work. But then again, too, you got to remember, I have the spinal cord uh, issues, too, where they're being crushed. So I don't know. Maybe that's not the right regimen for me to be taking. But uh, some other kinds of treatments can also help with neuropathic pain, such as physical therapy, working with a counselor, relaxation therapy, massage therapy, and acupuncture. Unfortunately, neuropathic pain often responds poorly to standard pain treatments and occasionally may get worse instead of better over time. Real quick, I want to focus on neuropathy or any kind of nerve damage like many of us have out there. Neuropathy, a common compl complication of diabetes, is damage to the nerves that allow you to feel sensations such as pain. There are a number of ways that diabetes damages the nerves, and they are all linked to blood glucose being too high for a long period of time. You know, back when I started feeling this pain back in 2004 and 5, I wish I would have known what my numbers were. I know they had to be up very, very high for me to be in that much pain. I mean, at that time, pain to where I was, you know, I could cry because it hurt so much. Diabetes-related nerve damage can be painful, but it isn't severe in most cases. <laughs> Baloney. Peripheral neuropathy. The areas of the body most commonly affected by peripheral neuropathy are the feet and legs. Nerve damage in the feet can result in a loss of foot sensation, increasing your risk of foot problems. 
like ulcers. Therefore, proper skin and, and foot care should be practiced. Rarely the arms, abdomen, and the back may be affected. I'm sorry, but it, it does affect it. I, my whole body has neuropathy. Symptoms of neuropathy, which we all know, are tingling, numbness, burning, and pain. To help prevent peripheral neuropathy, check your feet and legs daily. Look for blisters, calluses, and cuts. Apply lotion if your feet are dry, but avoid getting lotion in between your toes. This area could be kept, should be kept dry. Care for your nails regularly. Wear properly fitted footwear. Some people with bony abnormalities may require custom shoes to redistribute pressure. You need to control your blood sugar, cholesterol, and high blood pressure. And for us that are out there with the autonomic neuropathy, most often affects the digestive system, especially the stomach, blood vessels, urinary system, and sex organs. To, ver to prevent this type of neuropathy, you need to continuously keep your blood glucose levels well controlled. So here's some symptoms of that issue, that type of neuropathy. Bloating, diarrhea, constipation, heartburn, nausea, vomiting, feeling full after small meals, and frequent episodes of blood sugar control. A couple things that might help with this is eating smaller meals or medications. When it comes to the neuropathy of the blood vessels, uh, this may include blacking out when you stand up quickly, increased heart rate, dizziness, and low blood pressure. Treatments for this condition avoid standing up quickly, medicines, and wearing special stockings. So I know it can be confusing. It can be difficult also to deal with neuropathy or chronic pain and because I live with it every day. And it can be frustrating because you're not getting the answers you need or want and you don't know how to fix the problem. Sure, there's your uh, over-the-counter prescription drugs. Those only work for so long. But again, too, you start getting dependent on those and you're gonna start taking more and more. And that's one thing that you shouldn't do. Um, the other thing is, you know, you have your uh, non-prescription and prescription uh, medications. Uh, you know, you got Tylenol, you got aspirin, ibuprofen, naproxen. Then you come to your topical pain relievers, such as creams, lotions, and sprays. Again, they do work for a very short period of time, though. I've used some good products out there. Um, there's one that's a uh, Voltaren, good product. Yeah, I thought that it worked very well for me. There's also a product by Outback that's really good. They have several different ways of uh, application, but that stuff really works for me also. I still use it to control certain areas of my body where the pain is at. One thing I want to try is the infrared uh, shoes that you put on your, and they go all the way up your legs. They're kind of expensive on Amazon, but I really want to try them after Christmas because I've already spent my money for Christmas gifts, but I want to try them out and see how well, how well they're going to work for me. I try out anything and everything I can get or afford because um, there has to be something that can help me a little bit out there. So I just, I investigate a lot and look things over. So, you know, that's where I'm coming up with some of these helps that might help 
any of you out there that need help. I mean, then you go back to your anxiety drugs, Valium, antidepressants, Cymbalta, Celebrex. You know, those are some um, products that your doctor doctor could uh, prescribe to you. Then you get into those strong painkillers such as codeine, fentanyl, oxycodone. Uh, you get Percocet, hydrocortone. So, you know, those are the heavy-duty ones that I get in that are really going to, you know, they'll help with the pain. Eventually, though, as your body gets used to them like anything else, it's going to wear off. And, you know, the pain's going to come back. But those are some of the ones that you, you know, depending if you're uh, under the advice of a doctor, that's the only time I would use those. So he can re regulate your whole um, body itself and see how you're adapting to it. You also have some trigger point injections, which I've had on my spine before. Um, you know, it worked for three to six months, maybe. You know, in fact, um, last two weeks ago, I got another injection of cortisone in my knee to, um, you know, to help it feel a little bit better. And that's something that only lasts, you know, three three months and then you got to go right back and get another one which is what I'm fine with because I don't want to have surgery there's no need for me to have surgery you know at the age that I'm at 58 and it's just you know my knees have always been a problem since my days in junior high and high school when I played football and I always tore the meniscus and so you know and I've had arthroscopic surgery on one of the knees and so my knees are always going to have issues. I'm not going to go in and have a knee replacement and make it even worse than what it is from what I've been told from some doctors. I, um, I really hope my information that I'm giving you helps out in some way. I'm hoping that the um, websites that I go ahead and, and make sure that I post with all the information I have is helping you. That's why I set up this podcast, to help you and me to learn more about neuropathy and to ask those questions to our doctors that we may not know that we could ask. And that's my, my job here, my, my way of hopefully helping you guys out there as much as I can. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Hey, go out there and check some of the affiliates that I have. Uh, from other companies that you may get, you'll get some real good discounts and some products that you may need. And also, I want to make sure that you guys will always be here. Every every week I post a new episode, and since we're coming up into January, I've got some brand new stuff that I want to talk about and go over with all of you. I want to try some different uh, ways, maybe get my doctor on here to talk this year coming up and some other interviews with other people and i just hope that all helps now you go out and enjoy your christmas go out there enjoy the weather in the places that you can enjoy here it's so dang cold i can't handle it but you know and i live in california and you know how cold weather affects all of us but again thank you very much and i will talk to you next week bye as we come to a close it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.